Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter, and you can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Friday, September 1st. We'll start it off as always with the transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league. And with the month of September beginning, teams were gifted two additional roster spots in the major leagues to work with. So we saw a ton of moves, most of which were minor, but we'll cover the big one starting off with the IL placements. The Reds made a boatload of moves, two of which involved the IL. They placed starting pitchers Hunter Green and Ben Lively on the seven-day COVID IL, so we should expect both of them back in a week. And that opened up a spot in the rotation for Lion Richardson, who started on Friday. They also activated outfielder Jake Fraley from the 10-day IL. He missed a month with a stress fracture in his left toe, and the Reds now have a logjam in the outfield field, but it looks like Fraley will fill the strong side of a platoon at DH and in the corner outfield. As for the transactions, we've got a lot of them. Outfielder Miguel Andujar had his contract selected from the minors. This transaction seems out of date as he had tons of hype with the Yankees. He's now with the Pirates and he's been absolutely raking in their minor league system. As a 28 year old at AAA, he's batted 338 with 16 home runs, a 134 WRC plus and nearly as many walks as strikeouts. He's likely to fill the short side of a platoon, but if Andujar can carry over his minor league success, he'll be someone worth adding in fantasy down the stretch. Shortstop Taylor Walls of the Rays was activated from the 10-day IL. He missed six weeks with a left oblique strain, and with Wander Franco under investigation, Walls will get everyday playing time at shortstop. Starting pitcher Ranger Suarez was activated from the 15-day IL. The southpaw was out for more than two weeks with a strained hamstring, and he's expected to make his return to the mound on Sunday in Milwaukee. The Cardinals had two IL activations as reliever Ryan Helsley and outfielder Lars Newtbar were activated from the 60 and 10 day ILs respectively. The former Helsley has been out since early June with a forearm strain while the latter Newtbar missed two weeks with a lower abdomen contusion. Helsley will likely be eased into action after a long layoff and a short rehab stint, and it's a slim chance that he becomes the closer before the season is over because of his short rehab stint and the severity of his injury. And as for Newt Barr, he'll return to playing center field and leading off every day for the Cardinals. The long-awaited debut of shortstop Ronnie Mauricio of the Mets occurred as he was promoted from the minors. The 22-year-old switch-hitting middle infielder hit 23 homers and stole 24 bases while batting 292 at AAA, and he's the Mets' number four prospect 
prospect and the number 90 prospect in baseball. Mauricio played second in his debut and made the news via his first big league hit. At 117.3 miles per hour, his double was not only the hardest hit ball by a Mets player this year, but it also set the record for the hardest hit first career base hit during the StatCast era. The Mets also recalled third baseman Brett Beatty, who batted 246 with five long balls after being demoted in early August. And the Yankees also had a couple big prospect promotions as New York was ablaze with prospect hype on Friday. Outfielder Jason Dominguez and catcher Austin Wells were promoted from the minors. With the postseason out of reach, the Yankees advanced their youth movement on Friday. They called up their number two and number eight prospects, each of whom recorded their first big league hits in their debuts. Dominguez should play center field every day and Wells looks to have a claim to the strong side of the catching platoon. More on Dominguez later, but Wells, the Yankees' first round pick in 2020, batted 240 with 17 homers across three levels of the minors. And some other notable call-ups include catcher Tyler Soderstrom, who's the A's number one prospect and the number 47 prospect in MLB. He saw some time in the majors earlier this year, but struggled a lot, and he doesn't have a full-time role in Oakland. Shortstop Xavier Edwards of the Marlins, he's their number four prospect and the number 98 prospect in baseball. He also got promoted earlier this year, and he's really fast and has a pretty good contact tool and lastly outfielder alexander canario the cubs number 14 prospect likely doesn't have an everyday role in the outfield in chicago and before we look at the notable performances from friday you want to make money making picks on mlb games then you have to try underdog fantasy the easiest place to play fantasy sports in underdogs pick em game you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts hits and more pick two to five players get all your picks right and you can win up to 20 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST, P-I-T-C-H-E-R-L-I-S-T, one word, all caps, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So you have some bonus cash to start playing with right off the bat. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com or Underdog Fantasy in the App Store. Sign up with promo code PITCHERLIST and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. You must be 18 years or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call one 800 Gambler or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. Now we'll take a look at the notable performances from Friday, a day in which we had a full slate of 16 games as the Cubs and Reds partook in a double header. We'll start it off with our hitters, leading off with Esteuri Ruiz versus the Angels as he helped the A's to a win. He went three for five, scoring twice with a home run, a double, two RBIs, and a steal. He's up to three home runs and 54 stolen bases now his homer traveled 415 feet with a 104.1 mile per hour exit velocity. Ruiz had been widely rostered for the majority of the season before an injury held him out for a month. His top-notch speed made him a valuable asset in fantasy circles, but his inability to impact the ball at the plate made him detrimental to the other four offensive categories, and since returning from that injury, his lack of a bat became even more apparent as he batted 173 with just one long ball in August, but made up for it with 10 steals. On Friday, Ruiz had one of the biggest offensive performances of his career it marked the first time he's recorded multiple hits while ordering a combo meal meaning he hit a home run and stole a base unfortunately it won't make much of a difference in the long run as it's become increasingly obvious exactly what kind of player Ruiz is and that is a rabbit someone who can't contribute offensively but will be a massive boon in the stolen base department in many leagues players with that skill set are highly coveted and in others Ruiz can be someone who's left on the wire because of his lack of contributions in every other department his spot atop 
top of the lineup is also canceled out by the fact he plays for the A's, so there's not many run scoring opportunities. And while Ruiz is exciting when he's on base, he's otherwise underwhelming. Jason Dominguez had a great debut in Houston as he helped the Yankees to a win going one for four with a run, his first career home run, and two runs batted in. It traveled 360 feet with a 100.2 mile per hour exit velocity, and it came in his first at bat as the Crawford boxes helped Dominguez make history by homering in his first taste of MLB, and it came against Justin Verlander, no less. And with that long ball, Dominguez became just the second player ever to homer in his first career at bat against the reigning Cy Young Award winner. The other was Marcus Thames against Randy Johnson in 2002, and Dominguez also became the youngest Yankee ever to go deep in his first at-bat. Just one game in, and Dominguez is already living up to the hype that was levied on him since he was signed by the Yankees a few years ago. With comps to Mike Trout, Mickey Mantle, and Bo Jackson, it's only fair that Dominguez underwhelmed through his minor league career, but his numbers were nothing to scoff at. In 2023, he hit 15 homers and stole 40 bases with an OPS north of 800, and the switch hitter and the number 77 prospect in MLB has all the tools and the pedigree to be a star in this game still just 20 years old there are bound to be growing pains but he's got plenty of time to improve the Yankees batted Dominguez fifth in his debut and after this electric start he's sure to see a massive boost to his roster ship in fantasy leagues and last we have Nelson Velasquez versus the Red Sox as he helped the Royals to win going two for five scoring twice with a home run a double and two runs batted in he's up to nine home runs on the year now and this one traveled 412 feet with a 101.4 mile per hour exit velocity Velasquez was a acquired by the Royals from the Cubs at the deadline and since being recalled from the minors just 10 days after the deadline he's been DHing and roaming the outfield basically every day and recently he's moved up in the order and batted sixth on Friday Velasquez was never really a highly touted prospect but he's made his power potential apparent at the big league level and did so again on Friday in just 18 games with the Royals he has already smashed six balls over the wall giving him 25 on the season between AAA the Cubs and the Royals and with a barrel rate over 17 percent the power should continue flowing through his bat and over the walls of big league stadiums velasquez's upper 20 strikeout percentage will likely keep his batting average significantly below 250 but he's an option in 15 teamers and should be rostered in most al only leagues but if you'd like a breakdown of all of the notable hitting performances from friday check out the daily batters box article over on pitcherlist.com now we'll head to the mound and check out the notable starting pitching performances from Friday. Opening with Zach Davies versus the Orioles as he earned the win, tossing six innings, allowing four hits and a walk and just one earned run while striking out six. He induced 10 whiffs with a 31% CSW across 85 pitches, and his fastball was his best pitch in this one, going for 11 called strikes and 38% CSW as the Orioles were too passive against it. But Davies has struggled on and off the field this year, dealing with a preseason controversy as well as injuries and underperformance during the season. And even after the this superb outing his ERA is still 6.45. Davies is a changeup artist as the off-speed pitch owns an 86 percentile swinging strike rate and is in the top 15 percent of changeups according to PLV. That pitch and his sinker allow him to coax grounders at a rate that places him in the top 50 among starters. However, that's about all he brings to the table. Davies walks too many batters and doesn't make up for that in the strikeout department with a sub 19 percent strikeout rate. Additionally, when he doesn't have a good feel for his change, he has no other pitch to turn to for 
whiffs. A flawed pitcher can still have one-off nights like this one, but don't read into it too much. Davies takes on the Rockies in Arizona next time out, and despite the good matchup, I'm not going for it. Jordan Lyles had a good game for the Royals versus the Red Sox as he earned the win, tossing eight innings, allowing four hits, two in runs, and no walks while striking out seven. He induced 13 whiffs with 28% CSW across 114 pitches, and the Chad Innings Eater strikes again. Lyles shut down the Red Sox for most of the game via three pitches that earned a CSW over 30% while inducing at least three whiffs with each of his four-seamer sinker and cutter. The success across his arsenal led to his third highest strikeout total in a start this season, and Lyles is the epitome of the guy who takes the ball every fifth day and pitches despite the circumstances or the results. He chews up innings like other players chew tobacco, and despite an ERA above six, Lyles ranks 14th in the AL with 150 and a third innings pitched, and most notably, he's tied for the MLB lead with three complete games, but innings are about all Lyles provides, though. Only his slider is rated inside the top 40% of pitches by PLV, and it hasn't found any on-field success with just a 25.6% CSW. Lyles is only ever rosterable in the most desperate of streams or in leagues where innings pitched are valued like gold. That makes his next start against the White Sox somewhat interesting, but still not something I'm touching with a 10-foot pull in shallower leagues. And lastly, we have JP Sears versus the Angels as he earned the win for the A's, tossing six scoreless innings, allowing just four hits and two walks while striking out three. He induced 11 whiffs with 25% CSW across a 104 pitches. None of his pitches really stood out as he had lots of luck on balls in play, but his heater did induce five whiffs across nearly 50 offerings. There was a moment this year when Sears was the under the radar starter that no one was talking about because of his circumstances, mainly pitching for the A's. From May through mid June, he pitched to a sub three ERA across eight starts. His circumstances, mainly pitching for the A's, dictated that he only earned one victory during that successful stretch, but his stretch of success combined with his productivity in the minors suggested that. Sears might be someone to monitor. Not a league winner or someone who would be your team MVP, but someone who could be trusted to be decent for the year. Unfortunately, since mid-June, Sears' ERA is over 5 and he's only earned 1 win in 13 starts. He's a rare streamer on days where there aren't too many options, but his low win chances and lack of standout skills make him tough to roster. PLV adores his fastball and slider, so maybe next year he'll be a late-round flyer in deep leagues, but Sears gets the Blue Jays next and that's a clear start to avoid. But if you'd like a breakdown of every single start from Friday, give the Plus Pitch Podcast a listen and check out Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the bullpen and check out the relievers that got saves and the closers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their saves, and we've got a lot of news to cover here. Emmanuel Classe earned his 37th save as he now leads the major leagues. Alex Lang got save number 20 with Jason Foley having pitched on back-to-back days. It was Lang's turn to get the rock. Kirby Yates got his third save. Rysa Iglesias had pitched on three consecutive days, so Yates was called upon. Drew Smith got his third save. It's an unpredictable closer committee for a bad team in Queens, making it really difficult to roster any Mets relievers right now. Keegan and Thompson got his first save. He locked down a two-inning save in the first half of the doubleheader. David Bednar got save number 20 as he worked around an unearned run, and Paul Sewald got save number 29. As for the closers to pitch outside of save situations or blow their saves, Jordan Romano got the final out in the ninth after Chad Green struggled to close out an eight-run lead in his return to the bigs. Yohan Duran pitched the ninth up by four. Andres Munoz pitched the eighth in a tie game and gave up the go-ahead run. Tanner Scott pitched the tenth up by one but allowed the zombie runner to score and blew the save. He then pitched the 11th up by four and worked around the zombie runner scoring to secure the win. Kyle Finnegan pitched the 9th in a tie game, then stayed on for the 10th and allowed the zombie runner to score before being 
bailed out by his offense. Adbert Azulay blew a two-run lead in the ninth, surrendering a walk-off homer to Noel V. Marte. Alexis Diaz earned the win after pitching the top half of that frame. Devin Williams was called upon in a jam in the eighth and gave up a go-ahead homer, but was bailed out by his offense and closed out the ninth. And lastly, Jojo Romero pitched the ninth in a tie game and then gave up three runs in the tenth to take the loss. But if you'd like a breakdown of the notable relief pitcher performances from Friday, check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article over on PitcherList.com. And before we look forward to today's games, we're going to take a quick break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Now we'll look forward to Saturday, September 2nd, a day in which we'll have a full slate of 15 games. My matchup of the day is Blake Snell versus Kyle Harrison, both southpaws that are electric. Snell has been one of the best pitchers in baseball this year, while Kyle Harrison was absolutely awesome in his home debut last time out, striking out 11 batters, so that should be a fun matchup. In terms of probable starters, we've got five guys in the auto starts tier, including Blake Snell versus the Giants. We also have Luis Castillo in Queens, Aaron Nola in Milwaukee, Cal Bradish in Arizona, and Jordan Montgomery versus the Twins. Our probably starts tier has seven guys and that's where we'll find our streamer of the day in griffin canning in oakland he's got pretty good strikeout upside and the a's lineup is one that canning should be able to take advantage of i'd also keep an eye out for mike clevenger versus the tigers and the aforementioned kyle harrison in san diego both of them are pretty risky plays but clevenger just destroyed the a's and the tigers lineup is comparable but he's not someone you can really trust from start to start and Kyle Harrison was great his last time out but he's really going to need to rely on his command remaining the same in this one and the Padres are known lefty killers so that one is one where there's a lot of upside there but the downside is pretty risky as well. In terms of hitter suggestions, I would go for Astros hitters versus Luis Severino and his 6.64 ERA. That one's pretty self-explanatory. The Astros lineup is deadly and Luis Severino has really struggled this year. I'd also go for Rockies and Blue Jays hitters in Coors. Both teams are starting a southpaw, so go target some right-handed hitters on those teams. And now we'll close things out with our relievers to watch. We have just one. Alex Lang is pitched on consecutive days for the Tigers, so expect Jason Folly to close out a win today. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord to interact with PitcherList staff and members of the community, as well as to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast, and make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes. 
follow us on Twitter at PitcherList and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.